Hey everyone, welcome to the Pot Awareness Podcast and thanks for joining me. This podcast is specifically for about educating and raising awareness for animals and rescues and organizations across the United States and world. It really goes a long way towards this mission when our listeners rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and all of our other podcast platforms. Also, be sure to check us out on our official website at pawawareness.org and on social media at TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at pawawareness underscore podcast. You can check us out for all of our latest bits and clips of our podcast, as well as pet of the week and pet of the month. If you're listening and involved with an animal rescue organization or have a story of your own that you want to share, reach out to us at info at pawawareness.org and we can get you on the podcast. Thanks for watching and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Powerness Podcast. Today I'm talking with Martha Malone, a professional animal communicator. And thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself and what exactly it is that you do. Well, thank you, Chris, for having me. It's uh, an honor. And what it is that I do is I, um, talk to animals, whether they're in their physical body or in spirit. And I also offer energetic healing. And um, I talk to all animals. Uh, It doesn't matter species. And they can be anywhere in the world, anywhere in the universe, really. Distance is not a factor. because it's all done with energy and it's, it's telepathic. So it's, it's telepathic communication with uh, using energy. And I, I, on my website, I believe I have, I empathically connect with animals uh, telepathically using energy and the it's a soul to soul connection i think is what i have something like that um so that's that's kind of a basic bit on how it works and how did you i guess like to kind of rewind a little bit how long have you been doing this and how did one like how did you get into this how does one go into this career path Well, um, all my life, I've had a different connection with a different understanding of a different bond with, with animals I met, um, and, uh, a very strong connection with my own animals. And I've throughout my life had, uh, you know, intuitive, uh, telepathic, psychic medium moments. Um, and in 2018, no, 2017, I believe it was, I started training with Val Hart, who's a a legend in the field. 
and uh, started training in animal communication. And then I started offering it professionally in 2018. I was doing, uh, I was still doing free work and, and donation based. And then, um, you know, at, at some point started charging, of course. Um, and what got me interested in doing animal communication is one, my connection with animals, particularly mine, but, um, also because I'd had different, different jobs and have various training. I was, a uh, travel, uh, I was, a uh, well, first, um, before I even got out of, of undergrad, I was a youth counselor at a level 12 group home. And then um, I trained to be a travel counselor and I did, you know, massage school and was a massage therapist. And I got a psychology degree, a master's in it. Um, But nothing really fit. Nothing felt right. And I got to thinking to myself, okay, what do I want to do where, you know, I could earn money from it, but also that would truly fit me, you know, be true to, to me, be true to my soul. And I thought, well, I'd like to be able to talk to animals. And then I was talking to my mom and she told me about this video she saw on YouTube of an animal communicator talking to animals. Um, Anna Brett Yvan or something is her name. I forget exactly what it is. Something like that. And I watched it. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is actually, you know, possible. So then I started looking around for, for training and I came across Val Hearts and started doing that. And here I am. That's a long answer, but, um, no, no, I think origin stories are fun. And I think that's really interesting to kind of how you, it came to be. And that's what I was curious about when I found you. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm curious too, what is, I mean, are there, are there common messages that animals give? What's that like? Um, and does it vary? I know that you said you can do it anywhere. Is it different than when, when you're in person or, or not? Um, it can be different in person, um, simply because, for instance, if I were to be, you know, out on the street, uh, taking a walk somewhere and see a dog and be talking to the dog you know, through energy telepathically. Um, there could be a difference as opposed to remotely by me just looking at the picture or, or uh, using a description. Um, because when it's in person, there is a, a bit of a difference because 
you know, there's of course the energy around, you know, the neighborhood and, and the plants and the trees and the other people, whatever other animals and the sounds, because everything's energy. And also seeing, you know, the dog in this case and the dog seeing me in this case, um, there would of course be different because you could sense the, the energy by, you know, being there in person and, and seeing, you know, the bodily behaviors and such. So there can be, um, a difference. Yeah, there, there is, um, I, I suppose with mine, when I talk to, to my animals, um, well, no, even then there would be a difference when it's in person as opposed to remotely. Um, I'm, of course, more familiar with my own animal's energy. But, um, yeah, yeah, there is a difference um, between remote and in-person. Um, especially if there's some sort of situation where, you know, things are heightened, you know, like if it's loud or some kind of event going on or something. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, th I thought that would be the case. I just, I wanted to ask you that. And what are some messages or I know that you say animal communicator and what are some things that are communicated to you? Like, do you get similar communications or is it, or is it different types of stuff? Like, what's that like? Well, um, a lot of times it depends on what the um, the person, the human, is wanting to know. Um, I mean, I try in in my work to to do free flow. And to let the person, you know, have their questions and get answers, but also try to let the animal talk about whatever the animal wants to talk about, not necessarily only what the person wants. Um, animals, you know, of course, have things they want to say and ask, and they don't want uh, to be like rapid fire interview questions. Um, so I, uh, a lot of times it depends on what the person wants to say or ask. Um, people have different things. Sometimes they want to know about their animal's health and pain and what their animal wants to do. Um, sometimes they have questions about you know, if their animal's happy on the other side, if they passed on and if they've seen, you know, some other animal they have. Um, uh, sometimes there might be behavioral issues that the human wants the animal to modify. Um, so it, a lot of times it'll depend on, on the person. 
Um, and the animals, they also tend to have messages about, you know, how grateful they are to their person for rescuing them or saving them and how much they love them. And, you know, sometimes they might have other messages about, you know, like, oh, it's all going to work out okay. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, whatever it is that they're worrying about, work stuff or, you know, something like that. Um, those tend to be main ones. And then, you know, the animals, they'll also talk about, about their health things if the person is asking about that. Um, those tend to be some pretty common ones. And then, you know, there can be some other things that vary between person and animal. Yeah. And that's, and that's uh, really interesting to me. And I was, I was just curious too, um, because like when I think of animal communicator, my limited information that I know is from someone like Caesar Malone or something like that, that reads the dog's body language. And this is a little bit more, uh, this is like, like you mentioned, like, ener like everything is energy and you're picking up on the energy related to that. So um, how much of this is related to like, uh, like Reiki uh, and, and like along those lines, like, do you, I know that do you, is it, is there any relation to that at all or not? Well, Reiki is also, uh, based on energy. Reiki involves healing, uh, healing, uh, a being, <clears throat> um, you know, whatever body that the soul is in, um, Reiki can be done on animals. Reiki can be done on people. Imagine you can do Reiki on other, other uh, vessels that a soul is in. Um, but Reiki, it involves energy um, in, in a healing form from, from my limited understanding of it. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's energy and, you know, energy of the universe and animal communication uses the energy uh, telepathically, you know, between the soul to soul communication. Um, and with animal communication, I also wanted to to point out that that there's different um there's different, um, as we refer to them as clairs. Um, there's, there's some main ones, um, clairaudient, claircognizant, clairsentient, clairvoyant, and then you have some other clairs. But clairs are, are referring to the senses. So clairaudient um, is where the animal communicator might receive messages from the animals where the animal communicator hears them. Um, not, not necessarily hearing like you're hearing me right now, but hearing 
telepathically. Um, and then um, clairvoyant um, mentions is another one where the animal communicator might uh, receive messages from the animal and it be in a visual. Um, but, but not like I'm seeing you right now on my screen, but visual telepathically. Um, and, and this can be vice versa, the animal communicator sending messages um, through audio telepathically or through visual telepathically. And then, uh, you know, there's other clairs, like I mentioned, too. Uh, that's, that's one other thing I wanted to, to point out about animal communication. Um, and, a, and to be really, I guess, effective and efficient with the animals, it's important to be able to do all of them. Uh, because not all animals are one thing or, or the other, uh, or, you know, they're not necessarily everything. Like some animals might just be clairaudient, or they might be just clairvoyant, um, or they might be, you know, just, you know, one of the others. Um, so it's important to, to be able to use all the clairs effectively when communicating with them. And, and speaking of, you know, the, the owners, the, the owners of the pets can also um, communicate with their pets as well. What are some things that uh, like, like pet owners can do to better communicate with their pets? Obviously, you know, there's your services, which is amazing. And that's, I don't think it's extremely common, but is there anything that they can do or that you see pet owners doing wrong or any feedback like that, that you get actually from the pets themselves? Um, well, um, I'd say the best thing for, for pet owners is just to um, one, of course, have patience if you're trying to accomplish something and to really get to know them. Um, and also, um, you know, have, have good energy. And I'm not talking about physical energy. I'm talking about spiritual energy. And energy can always be shifted. Um, animals are incredibly sensitive to energy. Uh, energy is their language. So they sense, you know, all energy. And um, it's important to, to have good energy with your pets. And, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't ever like be sad or upset about something or something like this. Um, it's just, uh, important to, you know, generally have good energy because it helps with the connection with the animals. Um, and on the other side, if you're having 
you know, a hard time or a hard day, then animals will sense that. And a lot of times they'll want to help the person feel better because animals are so empathic too. Um, and in terms of, of things, animal or um, pet parents can do um, I, I think it's important for them to strengthen their bond with the animals because that can help with understanding them. And, you know, if they're trying to accomplish something like training the animal for something, that can really help if you have a strong bond to where you really know your animal. Um, and then there's, there's a course that, you know, if they want to, to um, you know, train an animal communication themselves. Uh, you know, it, uh, being able to like train in it, um, I guess a big thing with that is meditation and grounding. Because um, it, yeah, it's not, it's not like going to to school and having a textbook and learning French or learning math or history or something. Um, I mean, Val Hart, she does have written material and exercises, but a big thing in terms of being able to open your intuitive senses, which is a big part of animal communication, um is being grounded which you get a lot through meditating and does that go along with like when you say you know uh pet owner senses or uh, energy and kind of raising that does are those some ways that kind of help facilitate that um like, to, like meditating and, and along those lines. Oh, meditating that, that can help, um, with grounding to have, you know, good energy, which is of course good for, for the pets and bonding with them and, and strengthening your connection. Um, a lot of people don't meditate. Um, but and meditation is really pretty important. Um, and it can definitely help um, in terms of grounding to have good energy, but not just for your pets, for yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. And uh, yeah. And I'm curious too, from your perspective and what you've seen in, in, in your industry, is there any, like, can this animal communication, can it benefit, uh, like animal rescues, animal shelters? Um, is there any, is there a benefit there to the, to them? Absolutely. Um, animal communication can help animal rescues, animal shelters, um, animal foster parents, animal communication can help um help places um who 
go out searching for animals and saving them like uh, Humane Society and PETA, places like that. Um, Animal communication can definitely help with those. And in fact, I offer a couple of programs that foster parents and, and animal rescues and animal shelters um, you know, might be interested in for potential adopters. Um, one is uh, let your pet rate your date. And the other is find your perfect match. Um, let your pet rate your date is, uh, I offer for people, if they're, you know, dating somebody and the animal wants to know, or they want to know what the animal, you know, thinks, get the animal's viewpoint perspective on the person they're dating. Animals have so much um, insight in terms of people. They can tell if somebody's bad or good or if they have good intentions or you know about their energy. And it can be really helpful in you know perhaps the the person avoiding being in a bad relationship um, or end up avoiding a situation where the person says, oh, well, my boyfriend didn't like like my cat or didn't like my dog or my rabbit. So I don't have, you know, XYZ animal anymore. Can avoid stuff like that. And then also my find your perfect match. Um, I'm hoping will reduce animal return rates, reduce abandonment, abuse, neglect rates, reduce euthanasia rates in the shelters and overcrowding in the shelters. Hopefully it will reduce. And how that works is if a person has a particular cat or dog in mind to adopt or buy, um, some people buy animals, then I can, with either a description, a physical and character description of the animal or the animal's picture. Um, well, in this case, it would need to be the picture because the animal wouldn't really know, uh, or the person wouldn't really know about the animal's character. So I would need the picture. And I have a questionnaire I created where I asked the human uh, the questions I send it to the human. And then I have questions I created to ask the animal. And then based on everything, um, you know, that's, that's answered in the questions and uh, what the animal thinks uh, from the person's answers and what the animal says, and also what the animal thinks of the person's energy, because I would relay that to the person based on all that, then I, I can determine whether or not I think they would be a good match. And, um, and I offer this not just to shelters and rescues, but, you know, to whoever wants to adopt or buy a cat or dog. That's amazing. And 
do you have any, like, could you share with us like a memorable story or anything along those lines of a client that you've worked with or that's been kind of impactful on you? Oh my gosh. So many, right? so many animals are so touching. Um, oh gosh. Um, well, I guess this, this one dog, um, I talked with him when he was still in physical body uh, he was getting close to transitioning. And then I talked to him afterwards and he, uh, he was so loving, uh, very, very touching to my soul. And uh, his humans were also a very warm, loving family and their connection with each other. Oh, it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. Uh, that was, that was very special. Um, I mean, there've been, you know, so many animals who have been touching, um, and, um, uh, you know, like animals, they talk about their lives before their people got them. Um, and, you know, it being kind of rough, um, like this one cat who was originally from Mexico and she was a street cat, but now she's living in the U S and she has a good life now. Um, but her just sharing with me about her life and, and she was so sweet, but a bit misunderstood. And, um, Oh, I have to share with you. Um, there a story between that cat and and her cat sister um they they had a litter box location change and they weren't using it and i connected with them and they told me what they wanted you know in order for them to feel comfortable using it in the new location which was to leave the light on in the garage that's where that's where the litter box was. So I relayed that to the person and they agreed. And then the next day they were using the litter box in the garage. However, after the rain, um, they started going to the bathroom um, somewhere else too that the person didn't like. Um, but still using the litter box. Um, but that had a connection with the weather. Um, so that was, that was, uh, in terms of using the glitter box in the garage after the light was on, that was an example of a success story because people need to understand that, you know, animal communication, it, you know, it's not just frilly frou-frou entertainment. It actually has a purpose and sometimes it's um its purpose is for behavioral work with an animal and can be very effective um so i wanted to mention that so people could understand that it's not always about entertainment when 
talking and working with the animals. That, that's so cool. Like that's such a, um, an interesting perspective. And I definitely didn't think about that, uh, going into this and yeah, thanks for sharing those stories. It's really cool. I saw on your website, you have a testimonial section and you've worked with so many animals. Um, and so I think I'm sure that, uh, you have some amazing stories. You could probably write a book on it. So thanks for sharing those couple with us. Oh, you're welcome. Welcome. I'm glad to have uh, been given the opportunity to do that, to reach a lot of listeners. Um, I mean, there's only so many people I can, you know, tell myself. So it's nice to have um, uh, a way where there's a lot of people who can hear it at one time. Yeah, it's important. It, it is. It really is important. And I think it's I think it's a really interesting topic that, you know, I usually talk about, you know, with animal rescues, animal rescue organizations. And these con- conversations are really unique to me. And it's uh, it's something that I just didn't even really know existed. So I'm you know, th- and so, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for coming on and sharing your story. I do want to ask, where can people find you, follow you, connect with you? Well, um, I have a LinkedIn account. Um, think, I, I think it's Martha Malone, Animal Communicator. I have um, a Facebook um, business page and a Facebook group. Um, my Facebook group is, uh, I believe, Martha Talks to Animals. And my Facebook business page is Martha Malone Animal Communicator. I have an Instagram, um, which is Martha Malone Animal Communicator, I believe. And um, shall I give my email address and phone number and website? Yeah, yeah. Give and I'll, and everything that you give will be in the description below, where any wherever anyone is listening. Okay, great. Um, if people want to call or text me they can reach me at 310-720-8662 and my email address is martha talks to animals at gmail.com and my website is martha talks to animals.com and my phone number and my email address are also on my website. Amazing. Thank you so much. All of that, like I said, will be in the description below. Martha, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this with me. I learned a lot and hopefully everyone listening to it as well. Uh, yeah, everyone check her out. Uh, thank you again. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, and thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor and uh, I'm, I'm glad to, to uh, I guess, strengthen your awareness and understanding regarding animal communication. And hopefully I did that for others as well. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, well, thank you so much. And, uh, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. All right, great. Thank you.